Welcome to the AIPT Movies Podcast with your hosts, Alex Harris. And with them, as always, are Tim Garner and Matt Paul. It's been a weirdly long day. I, I, I don't know why. Someone's got a case of the Wednesdays. Well, I ate a gummy, so things might get a little wild. Oh, fuck. Nice. <laughs> anyway, hello and welcome to the AIPT Movies Podcast. I'm Alex Harris. I'm an independent writer slash director. You may know me from my upcoming ninja epic, Ninja 4, Into the Ninjaverse, which recently wrapped filming. Now I'm just focusing on post-production, which was supposed to be a relatively short thing, but now the producers are forcing me to slightly edit all the shots of Venus de Milo from Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation so that her turtle shawl doesn't cover her... Well, they, they called it her money maker. Um, but, uh, and I also have to pull a reverse RDJ and add high heels to every shot of her. Not my idea, for the record. I, I already made Venus way sexier than I would have liked because one of the producers says Venus was his first crush and helped his teenage self discover the secret of the use. Ugh. Wait, 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 wait a second. You finished filming? Wasn't it a big deal trying to cast the lead? I mean, like, who did you actually find to play Snakestorm? Um, I, well, you know... Um, Alex, you didn't cast yourself as the lead again, did you? I, I mean, I, I know the part better than anyone. Do you know ninjutsu better than anyone, though? No, but that's what I got Steven Seagal's stunt team for. I, I mean, our buddy Ryan Donnelly actually did a bunch of awesome jump kicks for my character before he slipped on the soapy water from the Venus de Milo bikini car wash scene and broke his sternum. You have to stop this, Alex. You're the director of the movie. You're supposed to know when someone is right for the part or when you just want them to be right for the part. Right, and I'm in the, I'm in the right for the part section of that, right? Are you saying you were the right actor for that Captain America ripoff movie you made? What? First, uh, we're both from Massachusetts and were rejected by a woman while we were covered in whipped cream. I practically am Chris Evans. And also, Colonel Yankee and the Frosty Cadet is totally its own thing. Wait, now, what about the bad guy in that Marty Warrant Boston spy movie, though? I'm sorry, you were picturing someone else as Brofeld? What about you being the biological father of the twins in Twin Sidious? I nailed that part. The twins were Korean, Alex. What, you're, you're saying just because I'm white, I can't love my two adorable, half-evil Korean biological children? I, I loved those two kids, I'll have you know. I wasn't even acting. Well, I actually can't stand the one who's supposed to be the shitty, non-possessed one, so I guess that was acting. Alex. You need to be able to choose between what's right for the movie and what's right for you. Maybe if you didn't force yourself into all of your movies, they test a little better and not get shelved indefinitely all the time. You saying my acting is the reason my movies don't come out? Um, no, I'm not. Um, Tim is. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm not saying that, but... I mean, I don't know, maybe? I mean... <sighs> That can't be the entire reason, but maybe it's a part of it? Maybe there's something more weird and sinister going on. Like, have you considered that? It seems awfully strange that these same guys keep investing all this money into your movies with seemingly no return. I, I haven't... I haven't thought of that. <laughs> well, but what do I know? I'm just Tim Gardner, man in a suit actor, contortionist, mime, green suit guy. Uh, you may know me from my unwavering support of my friends and their careers. Uh, also, for that time, I played that wacky waving arm inflatable tube guy in episode three of Hawkeye. Oh, man. Well done. I knew those waving arms looked familiar. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Paul, and I'm just a guy on a podcast. I'm certainly not a script doctor. And anyone who says I am is in need of a doctor themselves. Speaking of things that could have used some doctoring, I finally watched a few episodes of Succession, and there wasn't any sex in it, let alone a whole session. <laughs> I don't know what the show is about, but it's a waste of a good title and the raw animal magnetism of Brian Cox. If the creators want the show to be a hit like Manifest, rather than a failure that gets cancelled after three seasons like Arrested Development, they should press the nurse call button so the nurse can get the doctor. <laughs> wow, Matt. Now I can't stop thinking about the idea of a Red Shoe Diaries type show centered around Brian Cox's sex life. That sounds like a hit to me. Me too. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, once again, in an affront to my first year of life with a hole in my heart, we have some corrections from the previous episode. First, I want to make some slight corrections in relation to my interview with Grummy co-writer slash co-director Micheline Pitt. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, this was only the second interview I've done so far, so I'm still figuring stuff out a bit. And Micheline was super nice, professional, and prepared for the interview while I was disheveled and hoveled in my little office. So I was a little thrown off and made a few accidental slip-ups. Uh, for instance, I said the Grummy short hit its marks, quote, pretty well, um, which, you know... Uh, English teachers would have told you makes it sound like it would have struggled and not did it. It sounds worse than well. Um, when I actually meant to say it, it hit its marks really well or very well. Um, I also awkwardly said the child actor Violet McGraw was a great uh, catch. Um, I don't know why I use that word to describe her being a great actor that elevated the material, but it made me feel gross inside when I listened to the episode, especially considering the subject matter of the Grummy short. Finally, I said that Tom Degnan, who played the dad in Grummy, did, quote, so little in a short time when I meant to say he did so much in a short time with so little or something like that. Um, speaking of Tom Degnan, I said you may know him from King Richards instead of the recent Will Smith movie King Richard. King Richards is actually a One Night in Miami-inspired script I wrote about my late father, Richard Harris, hanging out with the late legendary actor, Richard Harris. It's a fictionalized tale about them meeting, bonding, and learning that neither Richard Harris is exceptionally proud of me. <clears throat> Sorry. Speaking of disappointments, Tim, Whoa. I have some bad news. My buddy, Tony Sedani, who is a great comic writer and artist who you may know from his series Return to Randar or Skin Deep, uh, informed me that Cabal first appeared in Mortal Kombat 3, not Part 2. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, all right, listen. Listen, listen, listen. We all can't be perfect all the time, fellas. You know, it's just how it goes. Uh, in light of my error... I, I really should do the honorable thing and fatality myself by inflating my head, floating away, and apparently exploding off screen so that my gratuitous amount of body parts fall to the ground. You're a man of integrity, Tim. Finally, I get to eat a stash of bagel bites. I'm back! Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of Mortal Kombat, the name of the actor who played Kano in the original Mortal Kombat movie was Trevor Goddard, who did unfortunately pass away in 2003. While Goddard was not actually Australian, he was British, he often pretended to be Australian for some reason and did give Kano an Australian accent that has stuck with the character in many games and adaptations since. Goddard also played a fantastic villain in the Dolph Lundgren movie Men of War, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, unrelated, the artist of the comic God Country is, in fact, Jeff Shaw and Jason Wordy is the colorist. Alex didn't know this off the top of his head because he only read the first issue of the series. Oddly, Alex usually cares more about comic artists than writers, so it's kind of funny that he could only remember the writer of God Country. I can prove I usually care more about the artist with the giant boxes of image comic books from the 90s that I have. Just for the record. For the record. Finally, during the conversation about the recent Mortal Kombat movie, Tim referenced David Batista's character in, as he said it, Iron Fist. Possibly making people think he was saying Batista was in the Marvel Iron Fist show when he was actually talking about Riz's 2012 martial arts movie. The man with the iron fists. That said, it's possible Batista was also in the Iron Fist show and everyone was just too bored to notice. <laughs> also, Alex forgot to include Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, Licorice Pizza, in the list of new releases, making this the first time Alex has ever failed to notice something pizza related. <laughs> it just doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> That's it for corrections, let's move on to some news! Nicolas Cage recently said he considers himself more of a thespian rather than an actor. Kind of like how his uncle Francis Ford considers Nicolas more of a Cage than a Coppola. Wow. <laughs> the Matrix Resurrections has underperformed at the box office, which is surprising considering their obsession with blue pills. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Warner Brothers was apparently going to make The Matrix Resurrections with or without Lana Wachowski, just like the Avatar sequels were going to be made with or without any actual demand. (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home is officially Sony's highest grossing movie of all time. That is, of course, until they release their next major crossover, Cloudy with a Chance of Men in Black Bad Boys. They got my ticket. (laughs) I don't know if they thought that title out. No. In additional Matrix Resurrection news, replacing Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus with a new, younger, and sexier version was always part of the plan. Producers say they came up with the idea while attending Kelsey Grammer's fourth wedding. (laughs) He really has been married four times. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Why? He, He just... He cycles through younger, attractive women. I, I actually... <laughs> oh, yeah, housewives. Revealing my my housewives fandom. <laughs> uh, I actually watched him get divorced from his third wife and start dating the fourth wife uh, in the process of one of the seasons of the show. Wow. You got... Yeah. Dwayne Johnson has sufficiently rejected Vin Diesel's request to rejoin the Fast and Furious franchise. Diesel was so upset, he went on an eating binge that left him fat and furious. (laughs) Emma Watson has revealed that she almost quit the Harry Potter franchise during the fifth movie. Interestingly, I quit watching the Harry Potter franchise during the first movie. Hot take. I have nothing against it, I I just never, like, you know... I just never invested. It's like it wasn't for our demographic, considering our age. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Guillermo del Toro recently discussed some of his ideas for his scrapped Justice League Dark movie. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers has decided to focus on Matt's pitch for Brian Cox in Justice League After Dark. Sounds like a hit to me. A brief shot of the film crew in the movie Don't Look Up was done on purpose, says director Adam McKay causing Alan Taylor to ask if people would forgive his Sopranos movie if he said he made it shitty on purpose. (laughs) Zack Snyder has shared concept art for his Netflix sci-fi film, Rebel Moon. And I have to say, it looks pretty cool. In fact, I'm so impressed, I'm not even going to make a joke about Snyder and the fact that he's probably going to ruin it. Spectre, the fourth James Bond movie with Daniel Craig, almost had a twist where Rafe Fiennes' M was revealed as the villain Blofeld. More shockingly, Christoph Waltz's character was originally going to be revealed as Khan! (laughs) Thank you for giving me this one, Alex. (laughs) It has been reported that James Cameron pitched his movie Aliens by simply writing Alien on a whiteboard and adding an S to the end. He originally meant to add it to the beginning, but decided to save the idea about a xenomorph trapped on a sailboat during the Cumberland Regatta. Also, can I just say that I tried the same thing once, and adding an S to either the beginning or the end didn't really go well for my X-Men 2 pitch. (laughs) I'm leaving some of that up to the listener. (laughs) Treat the audience with respect. In shocking and inconsiderate fashion, Kim Kardashian spoiled major scenes from Spider-Man No Way Home by posting screenshots on her Instagram. Finally, a reason to dislike her. But no, really, even more shocking, someone probably had to explain the word spoiled to her. Ooh, that was good. (laughs) Actor Peter Dinklage claims his Toxic Avenger reboot is going to be over the top and crazy. Wow, glad to hear the series is finally taking chances. (laughs) Colin Trevorrow, director of the first and third Jurassic World movies, recently teased his upcoming Atlantis movie. Unfortunately, he didn't reveal which part Chris Pratt is going to ruin. (laughs) Rumors that an actor has been picked to play Ghost Rider in the MCU have led to speculation that fan favorite Norman Reedus has been cast in the role. Unfortunately, Marvel actually decided to cast the hottest Rider they could find. Boy Meets World actor Ryder Strong. (laughs) Do people know who he is? Some people might not, but uh, I think it's as good. I knew, but I think um, your wife actually posted on Instagram about him this week, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and the dad from the show. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm kind of I'm a little let down if Gabriel Luna doesn't reprise the role as the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. A lot of people are saying that, yeah, but the rumor is that this all came from a rumor. Uh, someone sit a leaker saying that they already figured out someone to play a part that was on agents of shield 
but it was a new actor. And so a lot of people have Assumed. theorized that it's Ghost Rider. Gotcha. But who knows? It's probably just Fitz or Simmons and everyone's going to be like, oh. <laughs> and finally, in sad news, Betty White, the beloved Golden Girl star, has passed away at 99. And unlike her career and the way she lived her life, there's nothing funny about it. That's it for news. Let's move on to new releases. New in theaters but streaming on Peacock in 45 days is The 355. When a top-secret weapon falls into mercenary hands, a wild-card CIA agent joins forces with three international agents on a lethal mission to retrieve it while staying a step ahead of a mysterious woman who's tracking their every move. The action spy film is directed by Simon Kinberg, who producers are hoping you don't remember from X-Men Dark Phoenix, with a screenplay by Teresa Rebeck and Kinberg from a story by Rebeck. The film stars Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz, Diane Kruger, Fan Bingbang, Sebastian Stan, and Edgar Ramirez. Something tells me that movie's not good, even though I... um. Should be down with the all female. Uh, I mean, spy the movie. cast. Yeah, yeah, the cast is great, yeah. but I, I just have trouble believing it's good. I feel like I would have heard more about it until prior to the last like week. Curse of the Peacock <laughs> and the Kinberg. <laughs> <laughs> New in limited theaters, but hitting VOD on January twenty first is a hero. Rahim is in prison because of a debt he was unable to repay. During a two-day leave, he tries to convince his creditor to withdraw his complaint against the payment of part of the sum, but things don't go as planned. The Iranian film is written and directed by Asghar Farhadi and starring Amir Jadidi, Mohsin Tanabenda, and Alireza Jahadideh. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you need me to read, read those again, I will. No, I think, I think you did pretty okay. good. <laughs> Pardon me for my ignorant American pronunciations of any of those names. Uh, the film was selected to compete for the Palme d'Or, won the Grand Prix at the 2021 Cannes Film Festival, and was selected as the Iranian entry for the Best International Feature Film at the 94th Academy Awards. New in theaters and on VOD is American Siege, an ex-NYPD officer turned sheriff in a small rural Georgia town, has to contend with a gang of thieves who have taken a wealthy doctor hostage. The action thriller is written and directed by Edward Drake and stars Timothy V. Murphy, a most likely half-assed Bruce Willis, Rob Goh, Johan Erb, Cullen G. Chambers, and Janet Jones. You can tell that it's almost definitely a half-assed Bruce Willis because he's not even first built. I know. He's second after Timothy V. Murphy, who's only really known for playing Irish gangsters in like hundreds of shows and movies. <laughs> Will be Bruce Willis's role in like the first G.I. Joe film. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Surprise, I'm here. I know, like, he's literally the most recognizable star in that movie, and he got second billing. That means, it, like, he used maybe a quarter of his ass at best. <laughs> New in theaters and on VOD is The Commando, the Com which is not a sequel to Commando. Um, a DEA agent with PTSD returns home after a botched mission and must now protect his family from a home invasion after a recently freed convict and his henchmen come after their stash of millions inside of the agent's home. The action crime thrill is directed by Asif Akbar and stars Mickey Rourke and Michael Jai White. Hey, Michael Jai White. I wanted more for him. He does He does a lot of, like, straight-to-VOD, like, movies like this. I, I hope he's enjoying himself, at least. Yeah. Also, let me remind everyone that the Tender Bar will be on Prime by the time this episode is released. Uh, all right, that's it for new releases, which means it's time for... What did we watch this week? <laughs> oh, man. It came out over the summer. But this week we watched Venom Let There Be Carnage. Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who he apparently knew... Um, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. The superhero film is the second film in Sony's Spider-Man universe and the sequel to 2018's Venom. The film is directed by Andy Serkis from a screenplay by Kelly Marcel based on a story she wrote with Tom Hardy, who stars as Eddie Brock slash Venom, alongside Michelle Williams, Naomi Harris, Reed Scott, Stephen Graham, Peggy Lou, and Woody Harrelson. So as a warning, I'm sure there will be spoilers as we discuss Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So if you haven't seen it yet, 
you may want to pause this, watch the movie, and come back. Or... Or not. Or not. Um, otherwise, let's dig right in. Uh, <laughs> so, Matt and Tim, what are your favorite things about Venom? Let there be carnage. All right. So, <laughs> I know you guys are going to be really surprised, but I haven't seen the first movie. Neither have I. Don't worry. Well, I watched <laughs> the first movie and then this over like two or three nights. And let me tell you. What a bunch of goofy movies. <laughs> yeah. They're so goofy. Yeah. They really are. What one of the things I was thinking this time watching it is this seems like like almost like a Eddie Murphy movie from the 90s but <laughs> with like Tom Hardy instead. Like it you know like doesn't it seem like it was like the movie Eddie Murphy would have made after Nutty Professor? <laughs> <laughs> like that that's what I kept thinking of when I was watching because it. of the banter I feel like it's also like Sony's um stab at trying to make like a Deadpool like movie oh for sure you know because of the humor and stuff yeah the first movie was directed by the guy who directed the first Deadpool yep. no wait no it wasn't no it wasn't it was uh it was the guy who made Zombieland oh uh Tim Miller went on to make uh Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, well, there's worse Terminator movies. That's true, that's true. My opinion of that movie is, thank God, it wasn't any of the other Terminator uh, sequels after the third one. (laughs) Uh, The second one, I mean, Jesus. The third one being the most egregious. (laughs) Anyway, this movie. Yeah, it was the the banter between Brock and Venom. That's what reminded you the most, would you say, of like an Eddie Murphy type shtick? Or because of like the, the buddy cop, like the buddy thing, the buddy cop thing, like you know, like huh. yeah, it's just so goofy. Like they, it's they... so goofy. Goofy is the word. It's just so goofy. It's, it's like crazy. oh, look at this guy like, with this wacky thing living inside yeah. of him, and look at him making breakfast with him, and they're arguing like the odd couple, and waka waka. Yeah, they... like it. It's just <laughs> like what a choice. Yeah, they they break up. They for even a while. break up. Yeah, which I think was which I think was a good choice in the fact that you got to see. Uh, Mrs. Chen, played by Peggy Liu, and and Venom's relationship, <laughs> like, oh yeah. wow, there, she she's going along with this. She was she she was okay with you know their relationship before, but she went so far as to like, yeah, okay, you can bond with me, and we can eat chocolate. Okay, <laughs> very surprising. Yeah, like I I, and it's funny because there's certain. Like, if you were to break this movie down into its story beats, I would say, like, yeah, that sounds like a good movie. You know, like, because I I don't know if you guys do, but I, I, I kept up with, like, recent Venom comics and uh, the, the the recent Venom run by by Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. I, I really, really liked, like, a lot. And I think there's a lot you can do with the character. And Eddie Brock is a really potentially interesting character. Mm-hmm. And like the breakup and like the codependent relationship kind of stuff between the two of them, I, I I think is is ripe for a lot of drama and interesting moments. And it just it just seems so fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 like it just seemed like such a waste of so many good things. Like like this should have been this should be a body horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Woody Harrelson, especially with Cletus Cassidy showing up. Yeah! But, but they can't. They hamstrung themselves because it's, it's PG-13. PG-13. Yeah! It's crazy. He, like, Venom rips people's heads off. Yeah. Yeah! And it's just, like, shown off screen. Like, it's so... Yeah. Right, and, and, like, when he's, when he's separated from Brock and he's going through these other hosts... Yeah. Didn't it seem like he was killing them? Yes. I know, like, don't they die? That was definitely inferred that he was burning them out. Right, and that's not something that, that, to my memory, happens in the comics when he has other hosts. But in the movie, it definitely seemed like they were implying that he was burning out these poor people and they were just dying. And, and so it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And then, I mean, was it, uh, who played Shriek? Oh, God, don't even get me started on this character. Naomi Harris. She has no, like, why does she scream, like, if <laughs> it hurts, like, carnage? And yeah, she served no purpose. 
it was an awful contrivance because like they they wanted some reason to highlight how Carnage and Cletus aren't as well bonded as Eddie yeah. and Venom. So they wanted to give, you know, make have something that 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 Cletus would want, but Carnage sure. wouldn't. And they were like, oh, a girl. And let's make it shriek because the symbiotes are sensitive to sound. Yep. And it's just like, it just seemed like so mathematically put together and, 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 and awkward. And I felt bad for Naomi Harris because yes, I know, absolutely. she's good. She is good. And she never gets to play parts like this. And it seemed like she mm-hmm. was actually having fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, and I'll, I'll be honest, that's one thing I'll say positively about this movie. It did seem like everyone was having a lot of fun making it. True. So I'll, I'll give them that. But it's just so many, there are a lot of bizarre decisions in this movie. Well, I mean, Definitely. we can say, we can say that at least, you know, uh, Woody Housen's wig was way better. Than... <laughs> it, it was still pretty oh, bad, but that, yes, like, weird, compared like, to the previous pompadour. one. Oh no, it's like pushed <laughs> forward when he like gets out of jail in the yeah. car. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, so man. bad. Oh, just like let them. Okay. Here's the thing. Just let <laughs> Woody Harrelson play characters bald. Like, yeah, and also stop putting the bad wigs on Michelle Williams. Just let her have her short hair. It's no big deal. It's I know. no big deal. Like it's bad enough that poor Michelle Williams is in this movie. I know why. How, how did they ever convince her to to be in these movies? I she she must like like Tom Hardy or something like that. Like it because well, who does? Right, like they, she must like him, and he he's taken this like this whole project pretty seriously. Um, and I something tells me that this is Tom Hardy's Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> this is the series that he's doing for like his kids. Yeah. He like I I think this is his Pirates of the Caribbean because it's like he wants to make movies that his kids could watch. <laughs> and you know, no offense to Tom Hardy because I I I like him a lot and i i think he could be a, a fantastic eddie brock in a more serious movie mm-hmm. he just sees this as like a goofy movie for kids yeah and and that's how and he, like he he is very involved with the story in this one and and was very involved like with the character and, and it just seems like he's like i just want to turn this into like a goofy you know norbit type movie <laughs> but you know or like uh, uh, what was the robin williams one with the green goo Flubber? Fl- Flubber, the the nutty professor. Right, like Flubber. Like like he's like, I just want to make my <laughs> Flubber so that my kids can watch one of these movies because I, I the last time I showed when I show them Dark Knight Rises, they cried in a corner for a month. You know what I mean? Like it, I just I just feel like this is what he wants to do, and I I I admire that. It's like it's a decent like yeah personal desire but it's not what's best for the movies that's for sure true um you can't make a kid-friendly bronson right <laughs> kid-friendly bronson like and i just hope that this doesn't do to to hardy what pirates of the caribbean did to johnny depp like i hope this doesn't take his teeth away and like kind of destroy his ability to do serious movies i i have faith it hasn't yet yeah yeah but like it's just it was so weird uh, when I was watching it, I kept thinking <laughs> we haven't talked about favorite things. Um, I mean, <laughs> but like which doesn't surprise me. Um, but like when I was watching this, I kept thinking one, this seems like you know like a kids movie from the you know like a a flubber or something like that, but with a, a Spider Man character. Yeah. But also, it. It reminded me of the kind of comic book movie that would have been made in like the late 90s or early thousands back when they didn't believe that they could make money. Yeah. Back when, you know, like if this movie came out the same time that like that Daredevil. Nicolas Cage's, right. Yeah. Like if it came out the same time as Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider, I would have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Be... Probably the best Venom movie we'll ever get. Right. Yes. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. The stakes have never been lower. Right, but in this day and age, mm-hmm. when, you know, the decent comic book movies, even if you're not a fan of them, but, like, decent com- comic book movies are a dime a dozen, and they're everywhere, the fact that they could, you know, flubber this up <laughs> to the extent that they did is really shocking 
to me. Like it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that's it's a goofy movie. It it's is a goofy just movie. goofy. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Oh my god. Um, I will say that. Hold on. I I, I did have, I did have a few favorite things. Okay. Okay. That stuck out to me. Um, I I kind of liked the cartoon flashback for Cletus. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was all the cool. Stuff from actually, in his childhood. Yeah, that I thought was that cool. was interesting. And it was a way to, you know, show his darker past without it being too overbearing or, or overwhelming or whatever. Um, at one point, <laughs> Tom Hardy said, because I'm a real boy and you're just an amoeba. <laughs> I laughed at that. That was that was pretty funny. There are some funny lines in it. The when <laughs> when Car- when uh, Venom is making him breakfast, trying to suck up to him, and the like ketchup explodes. Yeah. The timing of the ketchup explosion was really funny. That that was like that was very well timed and edited together. I I thought that was that was good. Um, and there was a shot of Venom on top of like a, a gargoyle on a building. Right, that was cool. That was that was very legitimately Batman. cool, and like was very fitting with the kind of ways that Venom is portrayed in the comics. But those were those and Naomi Harris trying to do her best were the only things I wrote down yeah. as favorite things. Yeah. That's fair. Did you guys have anything you'd consider a favorite thing? Well, I mean, my favorite thing was just the Mrs. Chen stuff. And that was it. Yeah. Right, right, right. She was really cool. She, she was good. I, I, funny. I like, I like how, you know, old like you're an old lady. She's like, I'm 38. <laughs> <laughs> she looks pretty. The actor's like, 52 or something, right? She looks pretty good. But Peggy Lou? I do not know Peggy Lou's I think so. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. We get quickly to the internet. Is What's Peggy Lou age? She's 58. She's 58? Wow. She looks fantastic. She killed it. Good job, Peggy. Good for her. She looks good enough that I consider the possibility she was 38. <laughs> wow. Good job. Good for you, Peggy Lou. Stay out of the sun. Yeah, I know. Keep it up. Should we move on to honorable mentions I mean, maybe the whole movie is an honorable mention for me <laughs> I mean, like i mean that's not i'm not you know that's not a bad thing i just it, it it's goofy and it's there and that's what it is yeah <laughs> it's goofy and it's there it exists just, yeah i mean i want to put that in quotes yeah let's put that on like the back of the 4k blu-ray yes, put it like yeah please put that on back of the, it's goofy and it's there yes Tim Gardner, AIPT movies. Yes, green suit, <laughs> green suit guy. Um, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, that's how. I mean, that's my best way of explaining like the the emotional feeling I have towards this movie, which is like, you exist. Hooray! You know, like I'm not. I'm not deeply invested in a Venom verse. I'm not deeply. You know, it's it was it's fun and goofy. Right. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I, and it, I like, I didn't have a bad time watching it necessarily. No. I just didn't think it was very good. Right. Well, for me, for for me, it it wasn't necessarily a bad time, but I did. I was finding myself like struggling to keep my attention on it. Yes, that was one thing I really noticed was how how could a movie that's so short be so boring? Right. I know. And like it wasn't like boring but but like comparatively for the for the quickness of the movie it and technically how for like such Yeah, a, like it Yeah. It was so short, it was technically fast-paced and somehow dragged at the same time, which was really bizarre to me. But yeah, I mean it was it was fine. It was just like goofy. Yeah. It's just goofy. It's a goofy movie. <laughs> it should have been called the Goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the like, remake of the goofy, goofy shows movie. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, <laughs> god so funny a couple of honorable mentions i wrote was um cletus Cass- cletus when he's driving on the bridge and he just like cartages his arms out or whatever and just throws a car <laughs> off the bridge yeah uh, um was was pretty was pretty funny and like uh a, a cheesy way to, you know, show how evil he was. Um, I enjoyed Venom at the club, as stupid as it was. Sure. That was very stupid, but pretty funny. It was really stupid, but technically also funny. And it was weird how we, like, at one point I was like, oh, fuck, is he about to rap? And I was very <laughs> relieved that he didn't. But it was also, like, this weird thing going on where did it seem like 
he was everyone there thought he was coming out yeah like did it seem like there was this weird subtextual thing where everyone at the party was like a member of the lgbtq you know community and they thought that he was like talking about their struggles in life as well that was it was odd and and that's what i thought yeah I, I was bizarre. I couldn't tell if they, I don't know. I couldn't tell what kind of like, uh, tone they were going for during that. But technically I was entertained and I thought it was kind of funny. And, uh, another, <laughs> I guess, honorable mention for me was the ending <laughs> when the cop who was hurt just yeah. like looks up in the sky and is like monsters and his eyes yeah. start glowing. I think they're hinting Apparently, that he's he, supposed to be riot. Or I I thought toxin. Oh, okay. He could be any friggin'. Is, is that what it is? I I I I thought I looked up toxin, but I I thought it was right. There's a lot of like lesser symbiote characters that I can't remember. There's so many. The Venom family tree. Yeah. The Venom. There's enough from on the Venom family tree to call it that. Like yeah. That, there's like yeah. there's too many. I thought I thought it was Riot, but there's like it was it's not Scorn. You know, it's uh, okay. Well, no. Well, wait. Toxin. Toxin is a carnage. Is it talk? So yeah, was it a Venom family or a Carnage family? Cause, <laughs> because that's what I'm saying. I don't know, man. This movie doesn't deserve such an in-depth conversation. Yes, it does. <laughs> we must discuss this. But either way, I like, I, I like enjoyed their brazenness with that yeah. ending, even though I didn't fucking get it. Why were his eyes glowing? Yeah, yeah. When was I he? Don't, like, when was I he don't remember though? him getting any of the like symbiote in him or anything exactly. he just like got his he just got his back fucked up and like he's like oh my back and then his all of a sudden he's got powers or something that was just so weird and why did he just like look up in the sky and say monsters what like was andy circus just having a fucking I know. laugh was yeah. he just like <laughs> yeah sure i'll direct i'll direct venom too like whatever That's so interesting maybe maybe he's the anti maybe he's anti venom all of a sudden even though that doesn't make <laughs> sense lore wise, but still, right, right. Has has he directed anything else? He has. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's animated stuff, but I haven't seen uh, okay. any of it. But it's all been well regarded. Like people, it, enough so that when he was picked to direct this, people got excited. I remember mm, people were like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Like yeah, he he it, he directed. It might actually be good. He directed the Mowgli Legend of the Jungle movie in twenty eighteen. Yeah. He also yep. did a movie called Breathe, okay. um, and he also did, was the dramatic actor for the video game in 2007, Heavenly Sword. But other than that... Also, I think I read that he was the second unit director for Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, oh, yeah, wow. you're, uh, no, the Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies, okay, okay. But either way, like, he has experience, and he he's, he's worked with Peter Jackson, like, he, he learned from a really good fucking director, it, you know, it, it's just bizarre i i don't know like something tells yeah. me he was just like yeah whatever it's i don't care <laughs> this is for tom hardy's kids is that fun yeah like i i don't know i think he was just i think he just didn't take it seriously like not in a like insulting way but he was just like yeah whatever let's make flubber it's fine <laughs> yeah, it's not really a death scene right? no there is i mean yeah off-camera death scenes <laughs> do you have a favorite death scene you didn't see yeah i know right <laughs> the priest at the wedding when it's assumed that Carnage bites the dude's head off. Right, right. Was there anything you didn't like? I, I, I mean, this will probably be hard to find something. But if, was there anything you didn't like about Venom? Let there be Carnage. Was there anything that confused you? I mean, I think we've gone over it pretty well. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Carnage's like, like. Is that how he was in the comic with all the arms and shit? Sometimes. Yeah, Carnage was like a lot more yeah. chaotic. He's supposed to like be more chaotic. He's yeah. just chaotic. I didn't love his whole effect for some reason. I I didn't think he looked that great in general. Mm. And, and and I also thought they did not do a good job of making the CG characters look like they were part of the environment. Yeah, the CGI is not it, it, I didn't think it looked particularly good, uh, it, it, especially when it was scenes where it was just the two of them fighting. It just, I don't, I, I was just like, it just looked like a video game cinematic to me. Mm-hmm. That that was weird. Um, it, it, and speaking of like the visuals, one of the things that like really blew my mind is this was shot by Robert Richardson, who is like Quentin Tarantino's go-to cinematographer. He's won, oh, wow. he's won Oscars. 
And like, I, I didn't think this, I thought the movie looked super basic. Like, I, I don't know if maybe like Robert Richardson and Andy Serkis were just like, this is good money. It should be easy. Let's just like have fun. Like this was just kind of like a work for hire thing for them. I, I don't know. But I, I, I was kind of shocked by how plain it looked considering how the pedigree, the pedigree of, of a lot of the people involved. Um, I also thought the sound design for Venom's voice was fucking awful. I could barely understand him, like, half the time when he was talking. You mean... Just like... like, I agree. I don't know what he was saying. It was was Tom Hardy doing an exaggerated version of his Bane voice. Yeah. And then they, like, modulated it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I got... (laughs) It's very, like... give them to you. It's almost like he used his his English accent for that. Yeah. Like, it was... It's very, like... Cockney accent. (laughs) And and yeah, and it was just so modulated. It was just so hard to understand it a lot of the time. And and another thing that like bugs me because I I remember this from when I was a kid because I I was obsessed with Venom when he first came out. The whole thing with him being wanting to eat brains all the time that that is like a canon thing. Technically, yeah. he he would say it uh, in the comics in the nineties as like a threat, but we never really st- saw him do it in the comics and eventually they explained it that they needed he needed some sort of thing and that is in brains that i think is also in chocolate i think that is from the comics but yeah. it's never been a major plot point and and in recent comics they've completely ignored it so i just thought it was so odd that they're trying to downplay how like vicious and monstrous he is but they insisted on constantly referencing how badly he wants to eat brains I know it's, it's kind of weird. It's cause, yeah, cause it's kind of weird because it's implied like, well, that's a huge weakness. It's their kryptonite, you know. But then, just, yeah. But then to just kind of, you know, like, well, he can survive just by housing chocolate. It's fine, you know. And, and it's just bizarre because if they want to make this very like accessible to kids, an easy way to do it would be to just remove the eating brains thing entirely, and most people wouldn't have cared. Like, I, I. I don't think Venom fans would have been like, he didn't talk about eating brains once. You know, like I, I that was just an odd choice to me because it's, 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 it's not exactly a huge part of the character unless like you're really obsessed with old Venom, in which case I don't think those people would be fans of this movie necessarily. So I, it, it, it was just an odd decision. Well, I mean, I think there's just a lot of odd choices is the subtitle of this movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, Venom. Let there be odd choices. Yeah, I mean, the whole fact when Venom bonds with um, oh geez, uh, when bonds with Michelle Williams temporarily. Yeah, you know, is, is like I feel like that was a, a choice to be like, uh, we can get in a you know like a scream like you can it's an allusion to the the Venom symbiote scream because it's a lady, ha ha, right. you know, like who the heck knows? Or it's agony, you know, like was that their intention? I don't know, but. Strain Sony is makes really their obsession with like forcing a Spider Verse is bizarre, especially especially considering that their Spider Verse movie was actually good. Yeah, it's very good. But like every offshoot movie they do, Venom and I, I'm gonna guess Morbius. I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess that that movie is not great. <laughs> if that ever comes out, if it ever comes out, uh, you know, I just. It's just I, the decisions behind the scenes is so bizarre to me, especially since I feel like they could call up Kevin Feige at any moment and be like, hey, do you have any suggestions? And he'd probably just in one phone call, give him 17 suggestions that could improve <laughs> the movies. So I, I, yeah. I just I just don't understand. Um, but I, I digress. But it, probably my least favorite thing about this movie is that you could do like if you fucking got like David Cronenberg to make a Venom movie, you could make a boss ass Venom movie. Well, I, it, I mean, then Cronenberg would have to find some way to get, you know, some of that Cronenbergian horniness in there, too. Uh, right, right. But I, I'm sure he could be clever about it and sneak it past them in a PG-13 if he really needed to. Because I he do could. think you could do like a creepy BG, PG-13 body horror movie if you really wanted to. You just have to be smart about it. Yeah, you just can't have a lot of viscera. That's, I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just black goo most of the time, anyway. Exactly. You know, like whatever. Exactly. 
<sighs> I mean, do you, I mean, uh, well, I mean, after all this talk, I mean, do any of you guys have a breaky award for this movie? You know, like I, I do. I um thought um Tom Hardy's bracelets and rings and all of that were. Oh yeah, funny. he did have a lot of bracelets and rings. His accessories, and, like necklaces, and he was very yeah, accessorized. Okay, he was very accessorized. Alex, do you got a you got a random aesthetic choice? Interestingly. Interestingly enough, I was I was gonna give a breaky to Venom with the glow sticks necklaces. Yes. Oh yeah, good one. Which I thought he pulled off shockingly well, and Cletus in that red and yellow Hawaiian shirt. I was about to yes. So that was my breaky was the Cletus' shirt. <laughs> Pretty good. A funny thing is I I might have that exact shirt. Really? Uh, <laughs> Still? I, Susie and I bought. Yeah, I, I should look for it. Um, Susie and I bought silly hawaiian like i we brought the same pattern i bought a shirt and she bought a dress while we were in hawaii for our honeymoon and i think it's i think it's the same shirt perfect i was gonna say that was the bulk of my wardrobe in high school (laughs) 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 nothing wrong with a with a good hawaiian shirt it was the late 90s early 2000s leave me alone yeah man i mean they're kind of they're coming back (laughs) i'd say they are back just like backstreet that's right all right, finally, would you guys recommend Venom, Let There Be Carnage? No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't think so. I would, yeah. I would recommend it to folks who are like, do you, got, you want to see something that's tonally kind of goofy and all over the place? Then I would recommend it. To, it's a very discerning, specific type of person, but otherwise, as a whole, be like, nah, you're not missing out. Yeah, I would I would give a very very specific recommendation. Like, do you want to do you want to see a Robin Williams movie from the '90s, but with Tom Hardy, yeah. or you know something like that? Like, do you want to see the kind of movie Venom movie the director of the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider mo- movie would make? <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I it would be very specific. Do you want to watch a really goofy uh, superhero movie? So, you know, it, it. But I, I would not. I don't think I could recommend this movie in terms of it's a good movie. You should see it. Correct. Absolutely. Hundred percent agree. I'd rather take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that sounds pretty good to me, actually. Before we go, did either of you watch any other movies this week that you'd like to quickly recommend? Guys, I've seen so many movies. You have really. I saw the Spider Person movie. Oh, that's right, you did. Spider Persons. <laughs> um, and I also saw Don't Look Up. Oh, yep, yep. Um, I guess I didn't really see so many movies. I mean, that's pretty good for you. You you, you don't usually manage to see much more than what we watch for yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but, um, well, I probably, I mean, Spider Persons is still out and very popular, so I guess we, we probably shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you liked it. To my understanding, right? I liked it. I liked it. It was a lot, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I I originally was going to try and see it again to, like, really, like, digest it. But now I'm like, oh, maybe I'll skip going to a theater. But I'm definitely going to rent it or whatever as soon as I can to really get my head around it. Because, yeah, it's like there's just so fucking much going on in it. But, yeah. I, I I liked Don't Look Up as much as it made me, you know... Um, yeah, the timing of that mo- of that <laughs> movie being released isn't great, um, which I'm no. assuming is why it's in the th- just on Netflix and not in the theaters. Um, and while it is about something different than a pandemic, it was very you know, it's too close to home. Too close to home, but but yeah. I thought it was. Um, That's why I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It, I thought it was pretty funny, and I thought that, like, the serious parts were, like, really done well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a very good balance, because the satire is all, I mean, it's satire, but it's all like, oh, wow, yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty right on, you know? <laughs> yeah, the whole movie, I kept, like, laughing and then being like, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, yeah, oh, wait, I bet yeah. that would happen. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, it, I thought it was well well made, and um, I, I liked. Uh, I, I don't love Jennifer Lawrence usually. I like. I, I have nothing against her, but I, I 
couldn't tell you like my favorite Jennifer Lawrence performance or anything, but I really liked her in this. I thought she was very good. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say her obsession with the general was so funny. <laughs> it was funny. That whole thing killed me. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw the matrix and I won't talk about it any, any further if we want to go into deeper another time. Oh, yeah. But I, I saw it, it, too. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Maybe we'll we'll decide later if we want to talk about it more. How about that? Sure. Did you see that yet, Matt? I haven't seen it yet, no. I don't think you need to watch. I think if you need to pre-watch, if you need to do your research for that movie, Matt, maybe just like the first one if you need to rewatch one of them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise this movie does a really good job of telling you. What has happened? Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I don't know what I hate wearing worse. Your face or your body? Oh, the sound of John Travolta saying one of his great lines from Face Off means we are out of time. We'll be back next Monday with a new episode, assuming we don't get trapped in a blurry CGI mess with Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson before then. If you have any questions for me, Matt, or Tim, you can reach us through our new and still unused email... <laughs> AIPTMoviesPod at gmail.com. I mean, we say so many offensive things. Like, why wouldn't anybody want to email us about it? Like, come on. I, I, like, I'm kind of shocked I haven't gotten an email from someone saying that I need to stop making fun of Zack Snyder. I mean, maybe, I just, I don't know. I just like making jokes about him. I don't, like, hate him or anything. I, but I, I I thought for sure maybe they have better senses of humor than I give them credit for. (laughs) But, you know, anyway, feel free to email us. Um, if you like this podcast or any of the other great podcasts, articles, or features on AIBT, you can help support the site and the people who work on it by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash Comics. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it's okay to love movies. They may not be able to love you back, but they'll always be there for you. Bye! <laughs> Toodles.